Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome along. It's another Gallagher Shots podcast. And just following on from our last predictions podcast, it's me, Emil Franchi. Andy Burnham's here as well. Good evening, everyone. He's beaten the virus, everybody. He's, yeah, I did it. <laughs> something <laughs> happened in that time. Those five games, Andy got struck down. It might have had something to do with it. Maybe you were the sacrifice that we needed. Um, <laughs> Newcastle are 12th in the league. We've got 43 points and we are mathematically safe, Andy. How does that feel? Well, it's great, isn't it? It's I amazing this year so fair play I know um, the Bruce topic is another video all in itself but fair play when we smashed it since we've come back we've won two drawn two in the league six games unbeaten in the league Um, only Man City have apparently scored more goals than us since we've come back so we're class. Uh, just to go over some of the positives, you have mentioned the excellent restart there. Uh, I don't think anyone could have predicted the way that Newcastle got uh, up and running. <laughs> well, we with... certainly didn't, did we? We certainly <laughs> didn't. And uh, we'll get on to our shocking predictions uh, in a moment as well. But Newcastle have been scoring goals, like you say. Um, we've had the terrific form of Alan San Maximan, so much so that other teams are, are really starting to, to notice him, I would say. They're starting to, to uh, nullify him in games. Uh, do you think that those three things are the main positives or is there anything else that you've kind of picked up in uh, the the first four or five games that we've had? Yeah, I think that we obviously had the change of system before the break where we went to fought the back and it's good to see that he's continued that. Every game we've played that, we've looked dangerous. We're not as great at the back as we were, but it's actually quite exciting to watch us play football now. I mean, I'm not looking forward to the first game, but... Other, but watch, you know, we're looking forward to us playing Bournemouth. I was looking forward to us playing um, West Ham. It's just quite, it's not exciting, but mm. it's just sort of a little bit of a window as to what it's like to have an enjoyable football team again. Definitely. And I mean, the only thing that we're contesting with now, just to go over a few negatives, is that the players are starting to get tired. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to touch on this as we go through the games because uh, it's only going to get worse with that. But um, for me, we've kind of seen it creeping in, uh, perhaps against West Ham, that Newcastle now have nothing to play for. Do you think that impacts as much going into these final five now that we are mathematically safe? Yeah, I think it will. I think Bruce has put all his eggs 
eggs in one basket. He, he just wanted to get that mathematical safety. And it's obvious he ran St. Maximin into the ground from the day we signed him. Um, and it <laughs> looks like him and Miggy are going to be absolutely shattered. And I'm, I'm slightly worried, but at the same time, there's nothing to properly worry about anymore because we are safe. But I don't think we're going to be as high flying as we have been these first sort of the first five games. No, those heady heights that people are expecting of for us to push on to Europe, I, I really don't think are going to happen. But we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, do you think any of this is, is going to start impacting for next season now? Do you think that we're, we're creeping towards the end of this season and we know that there's going to be a short gap uh, between this and 2020-21? Uh, do you think there's going to be a massive impact looking ahead? Yeah, so I, I think it will make a difference. I think it uh, certainly hasn't done Steve Bruce's CV any harm. Um, he, he's not necessarily won people over 100%, but he's shown he's not completely useless. Um, so I wouldn't be too disappointed if he was manager next season now because he has shown that he can get results and get us into a reasonable position in the table and um, we've shown that we've got a good exciting squad it's just that age-old question as to whether we'll push on from this season or whether it'll just be um same again <laughs> yeah and of course i mean i think both you and i are of the opinion that if, if takeover does happen then uh, bruce obviously isn't the man just to clear that one up straight away um yeah. but yeah I, I i've been talking to people on twitter today about this i think that a lot of people are still hanging around with that idea that they, they haven't liked Bruce from the start therefore uh, they can't allow themselves to uh, whereas others are now starting to question things such as the the, the amount of games that players are, are playing so it, it's just uh, you, the, the guy can't win still uh, at yeah, this point true, isn't it? But, um, I think yeah. that's true across the board like not just football but mm. if someone's got an opinion on something they'll do everything they can to make that opinion right oh, tell, tell, I think that's <laughs> the same with Steve Bruce isn't it oh it is um, isn't it I think it's very very um, akin to, to a lot of political views views at the moment as well doesn't it so let's not get into that (laughs) really starting on a a heavy note here yeah sorry Um, we should talk about the previous predictions that we had Um, we started off with Sheffield United now um, I described that game as awfully careful I think we both admitted it was going to be quite a cagey affair but Mm. we came out of it with a 3-0 win despite saying that it was going to be a a really boring draw (laughs) and did, did that one take you by surprise the most? It did, because obviously we'd seen um, football coming back in Germany and I think there'd been a couple of games before I was hadn't there and it just looked like every team was going to be awful when we came back. I certainly didn't... I, I thought Sheffield United would carry on as normal. I thought we'd carry on as we had been and that it would just be a case of cancelling each other out. Mm. But to be fair, we came flying out the blocks. I think it's helped by the fact Sheffield United have really not been the same since they came back. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think any... I know we did horribly with these predictions, but I don't think anyone had us down winning 3-0, did they? Hey, you know I'm not complaining at all at the fact that we got no. these wrong. Um, we did only get one correct, um, but another one that we got wrong was Aston Villa. Um, we expected a win. Um, the original podcast that we did, we expected a win. Uh, I think in this one we said we might squeeze a 2-0, but it was a 1-1 draw, uh, and it was in particularly sickening circumstances. I mean, that's the only one where Dubravka's really looked like letting us down in that, in that occasion, hasn't it? Yeah, that was just one of those games where if it was a game that really mattered it would really do your head in but because it, it because it doesn't you kind of just forget about it we'll not won't know about it next week will we it was mm. just one of those daft games where we should have won and we just sort of bottled it a little bit but nah, fairly forgettable just, I, I, th- I think that yeah. kind of goes with the territory of it being that six o'clock midweek game that I, I really don't like the six o'clock games just just personally mainly because I'm at work when uh, the first half's on yeah. but um <laughs> the, the one that I wish we could forget and and in a way we we have just 
casted out of our minds that the Man City lost where we'd both said no hope whatsoever um, 2-0 loss and um, I, th- I think in the original podcast we said that we might win it but back then we, we thought we might have a crowd um, that, that, that was just crushing but expected but it, it felt even more crushing the way that Man City won it didn't it yeah the worst thing about that game was that we we'd had this new system with four at the back or whatever and then we just set up to expect to be hammered against City and I'd I don't. I'm not the type to just hammer Bruce constantly, but I was really annoyed with him at that game because, yes, you can set up defensively against Man City, and that's what you probably should do most of the time. But it was a case of eleven men behind the ball. We'll give you it back, and we'll hope to get something lucky. And I don't think that was ever going to work in a cup game. Um, so yeah, just disappointing after the run we had because we had a lot of fun in the FA Cup this year. Um, just a really sort of I mean obviously 2020 is a year in general has been a write off so <laughs> I kind of summed it up really didn't it that game yeah we um, just, just just flat I know it, it was it was, I, don't, I wouldn't describe it as a capitulation because we did look like we set up well but mistake crept in uh, there was a miss in there and, and it wasn't our day but then what about a bounce back against Bournemouth now I think in the original podcast when we did the 10 games we did say win um, I certainly didn't think that we'd win in the fashion that we did but when we came back and did the five games we said draw because we thought this was Bournemouth's chance but as we've seen from Bournemouth they just don't look like staying up do they? <laughs> they don't want to Yeah, they've given up the all arguing with each other did you see the Man United game when the keeper and Nathan Ake just effing and blinding at each other Is that what happened? I, uh, I didn't uh, see that game but well, it was, I don't think it was him and, Ake, him and one of the Bournemouth defenders and obviously there was no crowd sound so you could hear everything they were saying to each other <laughs> just a complete loss of the dressing room so yeah they're goners <laughs> That is one thing that I have enjoyed actually having the sound off from time to time you just have a nice little relax That's on great. the sofa and let the, the players just effing blind uh, as much as they <laughs> like um, <laughs> Then we had West Ham the most recent game which I think by then we were all very comfortable but would you say that Newcastle looked slightly too comfortable because we thought we were going to win that one and and we actually did say that the players are going to be knackered by this point, which they did look, but it certainly looked like Newcastle just could turn it on or off as they pleased. Yeah, it was weird that, wasn't it? Because it was kind of like, ah, they've scored, well, we better play for 10 seconds now, right, we got the goal, we'll just sit back again. I think they took us by surprise a little bit, West Ham, because I think we were expecting to cruise that. But it shows that mentally they are there because we did get the result. And, you know, they didn't put their heads down. That was one of those games where in the Pardew or McLaren years, God forbid, we remember those times. <laughs> but they would have just, it would have just gave up on it, even if the game didn't mean anything. So it was good to see us coming back from being behind twice, um, even if the end result was a little bit disappointing. But again, we still haven't lost. No, no. Point. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing that we should say there. Apart from the cup game, which we're not really talking about, that's four undefe- undefeated games, and and you can't really ask for much more than that. And I think that in those predictions, we also said that if you're going to get your points, you want to get them in in those games because they are the winnable ones. I think we said Sheffield United were going to be the toughest league game, um, and and we just blew them away, and it, it was mainly thanks to a red card. But still a little bit of luck goes a long way and it's about time mm-hmm. that Newcastle had a bit of luck in that department so um, it, it's certainly going to be a bit of a, a crash down back to earth against Man City on Wednesday the 8th of July which is the first game that we're going to tackle here we're away to Manchester City who are second in the league now they have just come off the back of a 1-0 loss to Southampton who are in the same position as us um, our prediction in the 10 game podcast 
<laughs> was we're going to get thumped. That was the actual quote here. We predicted a loss. Oh, good, to, good to know we were accurate at some point. Well, we had to be, but I mean, I mean, it, it's got to be a, a real reaction from Pep's side, isn't it, in this game? Yeah, they always they always do as well. Um, I remember seeing a stat. This was based purely on fantasy football. That every time Man City lose. Kevin De Bruyne has the game of his life just after. He always starts him and he always plays a blinder. So I, I can't see that not happening again here. Um, I mean, the I saw a stat that against Southampton, they had as many shots as Leicester did when Leicester beat them 9-0. <laughs> but they managed to not score. I mean, they were still class. I mean, the game against Liverpool where they thumped them 4-0, that was a real, we're going to plant our flag in the sand moment for next oh, yeah. season. Uh, and I, I watched that and you think, bloody hell, these guys aren't, they run are really sure that they're fighting for the they're fighting for this title next season. <laughs> they won they won the first two games back from the break, eight 0 on aggregate. They smashed us in the cup, really. They mm. smashed Liverpool. They've just lost. They're gonna bounce back. Um, they'll wanna make a point for next year. They're playing Phil Forden who's smashing it. De Bruyne will play, Mares will play, Sterling will probably play. It's got one of those five nil horrible defeats all over it. It does. Like the olden days. And, and we're already starting to see the predictions that the team is going to be much changed from what we've seen. Um, like you mentioned about Alan San Maximon getting run into the ground, are you glad that we used him in those first five and we got the points? Or would you like to have seen us maybe have a go in some of these final five? Or, or I mean, it could just be a short rest for some of these players. Let's not forget. Yeah, I mean... It's hard to say now, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. in hindsight, you're glad that we've got safe mathematically. You wouldn't really want to be in a position where we're relying on St. Maximin to get us a win against Man City. At least he's done it where we've been relatively comfortable because that's probably where he's going to thrive, isn't it? If he's anything like Maverick players we've had in the past, they're always at the best where they haven't got the pressure on the shoulders. So I'm just, yeah, I'm glad we're mathematically safe and we can go into this Man City game and go, do you know what, if we lose whatever doesn't really matter yeah I mean, the, I mean they were terrifying against Liverpool and they were doing that to the champions uh, we've got, we've got Liverpool to play so we'll get onto that but <laughs> um, Andy I'll, I'll press you for the first prediction on this one are you, are you sticking with the high goal tally what, what do you reckon yeah, I think we're going to lose 4-0 and I've got a completely vested interest because I've got three Man City players in the fantasy team against <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, shortly after that we've got Watford. Um, lunchtime kickoff Saturday the 11th of July. Watford are still 17th and, and I think that we said in a couple of the podcasts that this was the team that should be up the top by all accounts. They, they should just be doing so much better. Um, we actually predicted that we were going to lose this in the original one. They're coming off the back of the game against Norwich, so you'd think that Watford might have made some progress staying safe by them, because personally I think the, the three that are down there are, are done for now. But they will be fighting for their lives, and they're going to have West Ham, Man City and Arsenal in the games following Newcastle. So what do you make of this one? Do you reckon still a loss or, or do you think that we could maybe show them something I think it'll be a bit different now I think we had this as a loss because at the time they'd just come off the back of beating Liverpool they had yeah and and they were looking really good they had that new manager bounce which has been completely knackered by the Covid it's break. weird isn't it I mean Watford yeah. seem like they should be set up so well to deal with relegation Nigel Pearson's a bit, a bit of a specialist when it comes to that if you look at what he did mm-hmm. with Leicester I'm baffled that they are still in the position that they're in, but we always say, you know, there's, there's three worst teams. I think on this occasion, Watford are very lucky that there are three worst teams. Yeah. 
yeah, they are. I mean, they're currently beating Norwich 2-1 with about 20 minutes. Oh, is that left. right now? Sorry, yeah, that is coming yeah, off the back no, of the Norwich game, yeah. Which, yeah. At time right. of recording. Danny, this is... well, Danny Welbeck has just scored. So right, OK. Right well... But yeah, so I've actually said here that the game against Norwich could decide how this game goes, really. Mm. So I think they were only just out of it by a point. So beating Norwich is obviously going to do them a world of good. Um, they hadn't won since they beat Liverpool. Um, they'd only scored two goals in the last five games, conceded nine goals. They were looking really bad. Um, but getting this win against Norwich, I think it'll just settle them down slightly. Um, and I, I can see us cancelling each other out in that game. I think I think they'll pick up another point against us. Yeah, I think I'm with you on it, the draw thing. Um, I, I, I really want us to get some points in the, the areas that we didn't expect us to get points when we first predicted this. And I think Watford is certainly one where we look as though we could maybe get something. So... Should we go for like a, I don't know, maybe like a 1-1 a, a or, or, or do you think 2-2? Two, because two? I know we are scoring a few. Yeah, I had 1-1 one, one down. So Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll settle on the 1-1. One, one. We can have a consensus because whenever we have a consensus, we're always right. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when it matters. Um, yeah. Although I, I didn't challenge you on the City one. I, I think it might be less than 4-0, but um, I, we'll stick with it. City 4-0, Watford 1-1. One, one. Um, we've got a point, Andy, so... Get in. Get in there. What's that take us to? 43? Um, it would be, no, 44 by that point. Oh, right. Yeah, we're, right. I think we're on 43 at the minute, so um, unless I've read the table wrong, but um, what's, yeah, a, what, really what's a point here and there in any case? <laughs> um, that's the famous Bobby quote there. Uh, now, uh, the Tottenham game is an interesting one. 15th of July there. Uh, Tottenham are coming to St. James's Park, so Mourinho will be loving that um, they've just come off the back of the North London derby at this point so their next game I think is Arsenal um, but Tottenham have had another mixed bag when it comes to project restart uh, like I say Mourinho at Newcastle we, we mentioned this in the, the other podcast that it's not a great track record and we predicted either a draw or a loss I think both you and I were, were torn on it and eventually we decided on a draw now would you agree that Tottenham are highly unpredictable with these games at the minute? Yeah, first thing in my notes, streaky form. Yeah, it kind of sums them up, doesn't it? The, How's the bacon? Did you say? <laughs> yeah, nice one. They're a weird team because they're they're always fighting for Europe, and this season there's like thirteen teams fighting for Europe, including Newcastle. If you're an optimist, so they they kind of they've taken so many backward steps since they got rid of Pochettino, and you're just an impossible team to predict because it is Mourinho. He loves a one nil win, a two one win. But they just, against a team like us, when they're not being able to counter-attack someone, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're just going to pass it around. Well, we, I, I, just, I haven't really got much to say about it because it's, they're such a weird team. I mean, as Newcastle fans, we're specialists for watching players fight on the pitch, but we did see Lloris and Son having a, mm. a... Like you mentioned about the Bournemouth players, but Tottenham aren't even a team threatened by relegation. It's just pure frustration coming out of their camp at the moment. So I am going to maybe throw myself out here because... I know that they're going for Europe, but we are at home and realistically it's the only home game that I expect us to maybe get a point from. But I might put my neck on the line here and say that I reckon Newcastle could beat Tottenham because by then, let's say Sam Maximan's had a little bit of a rest for two games. Yeah. Let's say he's back in the team. When he's in the team, anything can happen and we've beaten Tottenham once this year. Let's have a little Joe Linton. 1-0. Joe Linton will continue his incredible form against Spurs. His 100% record. <laughs> but if, if there's any of the sort of traditional top six you can beat, it's them, isn't it? We love I the mean, win against Tottenham. There's, there's a tradition for Newcastle of really loving beating Tottenham, especially towards the end of the season. So we've got the 5-1 recently in memory. I was probably going to come into this fairly reluctant to give us anything more than a, a point. But 
to be honest, I'm I'm convincing myself just given Tottenham's form recently. Do you reckon one nil, maybe maybe a two nil in there? Yeah, you've convinced. I had two. <laughs> I had a two one defeat, but your optimism's just won me over completely. I reckon I if think- we can defend like we did against City, Tottenham haven't got the same intensity that City do. No, they've got unbelievable players, but they just don't know what to. do. It was the same when Mourinho was at Man United. They don't know what to do when they're just passing it around the edge of the box. Yeah. I think Spurs will smash Bournemouth, and I think they'll probably win the North London derby as well. So I think they will be quite confident. But then Max it's gonna it's gonna come down to these games before, like Watford with Norwich, yeah, Tottenham is. with Arsenal. Because if Arsenal beat Tottenham, then they might want to come back out fighting. But we've seen Tottenham when they've got nothing to play for, they are one of the worst teams to get motivated. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one nil Newcastle. Why not? Go for it. Let's I'm get let's get three points out of this. Looking forward we'll... to the three nil defeat. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> right, next one, uh, 18th of July. We're flying through these, but that's just pretty much how these games are going at the minute. Yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion away from home. We're down at the Amex on the seaside. Uh, Brighton the 15th, and they've got Southampton just before us um, with a nice South Coast derby. Um, your words, not mine. Has anyone watched Brighton this season? <laughs> And, and you predicted a loss just because Newcastle and Brighton have that history of, of nothing memorable, memorable about those games. But um, there, there was a real strong hatred of Anthony Knockhart um, in that one, where you were just saying he'd <laughs> pop up. He'd be <laughs> he'd be back from his loan spell. And I think you said either him or Glenn Murray uh, were going to maybe get like a goal here or there. Oh, but um, I, I would say... Like so many bad feelings towards Brighton. I don't even mind them anymore. I just said those you names. Like, yeah, Glenn Murray Penn, as he's better known. You're going red or is that just your temperature from the COVID? Uh, I think this is the COVID thing <laughs> over again. Brighton COVID. It's, it's funny with Brighton because our record against them is actually terrible. Apparently, I don't know if it. I was reading this wrong, but we haven't beat them since we came back to the Premier League. Uh, oh God, is that right? It's yeah, because loads, draw, loads of draws at home, and then we've lost it away. Did we not win? Did we not win one at home? No, that was the championship, so. wasn't it? Lascelles yeah. scored. There was we we did the double over them in the championship. Obviously, the the class one away that yeah. was unbelievable. Basically, won us the league, and then the one at home where Shelby scored a free kick. I think that was like fourth game. Of the and season, we haven't beaten them down there. Someone's welcome to correct me. Hang on a minute. Uh, hang on a minute. Wasn't oh no, it was one one. I'm thinking yeah. Lascelles scored again because we were wearing the black away kit, weren't we? And it was a one one. Yeah. Or was it so one nil? We haven't beat. I, I don't know. I'm confused. The website I was reading says we haven't beat them since the No, Premier sorry. League. You know what? Someone will correct me on this one. It was Swansea, that game I'm thinking of when Lascelles oh, scored. The one where Renato Sanchez came. Renato Sanchez, yes, and we yeah. had him in our back pockets. Marino God. absolutely smashed Hey, whatever happened to Renato Sanchez? Could someone put a search party out? I think he, has he gone to Sociedad with uh, Marino? He went... He went. He went from being the hottest prospect in European football to yeah. Swansea flop. <laughs> oh, How is that even possible? But anyway, oh. we digress. Yeah, yeah I know. So, um, yeah, weird one, Brighton. Brighton have I been know. the surprise package, haven't they? I, I have to admit, I think that they've approached it similar to how we have. They got mm. that stunning win against Arsenal, which was just great because Arsenal were giving them grief. We've, we've since seen the fallout with Gwendozi at Arsenal because of that game. Uh, Neil Morpé just taught them. A lesson, uh, and 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 Brighton are safe now as well. I think are they just about? Um, the, I don't think they're quite there. Right, um, but the by then points, the nine points clear. Um, but they do have um, Liverpool, City, and Southampton before us. Oh, so I don't know what it's what the maths are like, but the, there's every chance they could crawl away back. Anyway. I don't think they will. Um, but you never know, dear. Um, I mean, I've <laughs> just seen that Christian Benteke scored an actual competitive goal. Wow! So breaking news. Where were you at this time? <laughs> I wrote down here, more relaxed, or is it just going to be like a dead fixture? Because yeah. I don't know if... 
Newcastle love a game on the south coast. Southampton yeah. win, win at Bournemouth. Why don't we complete the three against Brighton? I don't see it. I, I, th- I think close trifecta. I think we'll a draw. The try- <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, I, I think I've got to go down for a draw here, Andy, because um, I think it's going to be two teams who are too scared to touch each other and just going on the record of, that Newcastle have. I don't know. What? What? Yeah, you look like you're about it's... to shout lose. <laughs> No, I think another draw against Brighton is probably fair. Yeah, what? Okay. I reckon a nil-nil. On this one, I haven't even wrote a prediction down for myself. That's how much I probably don't care about this game. Oh, I didn't write it down uh, for any of them. I was just going to base it on how we t- how we spoke. Uh, but, uh, is, could it be a one-nil, yeah, or could it be more than that? It's a flip a coin. It's a flip mm. a coin job, isn't it? We're going to probably get this one wrong. We could just be optimistic and say we're going to win. I just the thing is, is it could nutmeg knockout? I'm not even playing <laughs> for them anymore. He can nutmeg. He nutmeg him. Is it is okay. it bad that I'm now thinking of Newcastle as unable to not score? I, I, every game no, that we've had so far, apart from City, now, I, I honestly think that we set up so many more chances than we ever did. So I, I think there's every chance that we could maybe get a 2-2 from this. But when I think of Newcastle scoring more than one goal, I suddenly think, actually, we, we could win it. So I'm, I'm really torn mm. on this one, Andy. It's interesting you say that. I think that's right, isn't it? Um, now I feel like we're adaptable as a team. It's not just the same formation every game where I feel like we was the most predictable team in the league at the start like for the first half of the season because oh, it was we were. just we're going to sit back we might score that's basically oh, it was it. horrible to watch it was horrible it was just we, watching Newcastle in our own half of the pitch and and now we're suddenly exciting like you say the West Ham game we, we came back twice Sheffield United we, we just came out of nowhere with that one Villa we actually went 1-0 up after sustained pressure Bournemouth look at that game ah yeah. I, uh, uh, we're winning all we're winning all five are we having it video. right okay we're winning, winning, winning all five <laughs> <laughs> what, what, no, what do we want to say about Brighton. Brighton. Yeah, go where? Why not? Certainly we'll off the why back not? of it. Oh, go on. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll's. Andy Carroll's game. What do you want to say? What do you want to put the score down as? Because I, I, I think Carroll two. will score a back-breaking overhead kick like he did against West Ham once. One <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nil. Andy Carroll. And I'm actually going. No, no, no. You know what? Because you got to one nil. Andy Carroll. Sixty-third minute. Feel the Carroll of love. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, one nil. And one nil against Tottenham. Are we being too kind here? Probably, but it's, you know... You can, you can tell we're well safe now. You can tell we're safe uh, now. The first two I mean, prediction podcasts, Andy, we were so scared. We were so scared to say anything positive because we just didn't expect it. Um, well, we haven't had that much backlash for our incorrect predictions the first time, so we may as well be optimistic. It almost makes me wonder if anyone actually cares what we think. But, <laughs> <That's a good laughs> um, but I mean, so far, right, this is what our predictions were in the original podcast. Um, just going on the games that we, we've predicted so far. Loss, loss, draw, loss, uh, and then we get to Liverpool, which is the final game of the season on the 26th of July. Obviously, they're now champions. They've just played Frank Lampard's Chelsea, who are really impressing right now and, and probably going to challenge next year. But as we said, the only hope we have is the Champions League. Liverpool are now out of the Champions League um, and we predicted a loss anyway. So this is Liverpool's final game. They've got to go out with something. Surely, yeah. they'll have lifted the trophy by then. Am I right in thinking? Because they have to do it at Anfield, don't they? I think I think so. Well, they might. They'll probably do something weird with the trophy presentation, won't they? Because of social distancing. And I saw when in the I don't know if it was the Dutch now the Dutch league cancelled. It was some Danish league or something where they all stood on the podium two meters apart and passed the trophy from one to another. It didn't look. It looked like a, it looked like a FIFA presentation, didn't it? Where uh, it, there's yeah, no one the left in the stadium. Is. There's a bit of bad confetti coming down, <laughs> and, and it just yeah. looks pathetic. It looks like they're already on a bit of 
a hangover, doesn't it? Well, we've seen this, haven't we? We've seen some weird stages of Liverpool, but remember they were playing Man City, and then what was it, two 0 They won the other day. Wasn't that, that convincing though? Well, no, but champions do that and they haven't really smashed anyone this year well I mean we say that but they came back and then they had the Palace game and it was just I mean they walked through them didn't they um, Palace who are a team that, that have set up quite well in the restart I would say so what what can we realistically expect from Newcastle against the, the champions well it should be a there's nothing to lose sort of game Bruce might say do you know what we'll give a few players a chance to impress for new contracts could see the long staffs playing together Maybe get Mark Gillespie up front let's have it yeah why not <laughs> get, get M-dubs up front with Gillespie <laughs> I'd what love it if Dubravka got like a, a free pass just to play up front for the final game against Liverpool yeah. was, it David, was it David James who played up front once I have no idea because he's about nine foot I'm sure there's a picture of him when he played up front once but excellent anyway, that's another digression yeah, yeah I, know. I mean Liverpool, Liverpool are odd they're obviously they've absolutely smashed the league one of the best teams I've ever seen play football um, they're on 89 points they've got five games left to get past 100 which is what the points record is so they can basically afford to lose once um, Klopp keeps saying he's not bothered about the record but he clearly is because he keeps playing Salah and Mane every and single game and he's fuming in those post-master interview interviews oh, he, he was raging well I'd, to be fair he's got a good mentality because he, he even said I'm not going to just dish out appearances to my players so they get a Premier League medal you've got to earn it so he is still playing his strongest team unfortunately for us they've got a really good run into the end of the season nothing else to play for I can't see why they wouldn't want to go out on a high and just try and smash it um, it, but it's the same for us we will want to go out on a high I think we'll play our strongest team Bruce might give a few run outs to some young I think players. it would be I think it would be rather offensive to Newcastle if Liverpool weren't to put out a strong team like if they would have put like a league cup side out I, I, I think, think they Newcastle might make one or two changes but yeah yeah I, I think I think given the way that we've been playing though this is why I'm kind of looking forward to playing City Tottenham and Liverpool because we've seen us tear through Bournemouth and and we've come back against West Ham who are fighting for their lives playing against these top teams we know we've had a good little record against teams this mm. year in the top half we beat Chelsea we've had the 2-2 um, against City we beat Man United so I, I would like to see us play that being said I still think we'll lose but I don't think we'll lose heavily heavily yeah I think 2-0 yeah, that's a good point 2-0 yeah, to Liverpool yeah, I agree. It kind of like the fifth place season when we went unbeaten for 11 games or whatever it was. And then you were looking forward to going to Old Trafford. It's, oh, yeah. It's, no, it's not that same level at all, but there is that bit of confidence now where you think, I'd love to just watch St. Maximin run at Lovren. Yeah, give him a <laughs> oh, go. Give him yeah. a go. Let's 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 see what we can if, do. If St. Um, Maximin manages to nutmeg Van Dyke. You're obsessed that with would, that. Would be worth. That's the second time you mentioned Sam Maximan nutmeg. nutmeg. Everyone get. Yeah, everyone, everyone you get a nutmeg. You get a nutmeg. It's like open. It. <laughs> um, if, I mean, if, I'm not going to change it, but if we were to get anything against Liverpool, do you think we could even get? A, do, do you think we could maybe score one? Should we put us up to two one? Yeah, we'll have a goal. Why That's not? Because, because I mean, well, Gillespie's playing up front, so Gillespie's up front. One. There we go. There's the one goal. Two one. Mark Gillespie scores for Newcastle on his debut. Paul Dummett comes on. For no reason. He's not even in the squad. <laughs> Have you lost me? Hello, I'm back. Oh, no, Andy. <laughs> I turned every Wi-Fi device off as well, so I don't know where it's going wrong. I know. Are you, are you on next doors or something? Is that what's going on? Right, so our predictions are as follows for the final five games of this weird season. Man City, we lose 4-0. No points. Watford, 
Draw, 1-1. We get one point. Tottenham, we win 1-0, amazingly. Three points. Brighton, Andy Carroll, three points, 1-0. Liverpool... We're going 2-1. Mark Gillespie gets a goal. <laughs> we're, we're, only, we're scoring one goal in every game. Well, I feel like we've gone wrong somewhere here, apart from City. It's true, but then I think we're looking at the opposition yeah, here. Um, you know, I, I think West Ham at home was, was the last chance that we had to really get some firepower going. That being said, that leaves us on... Seven points from those five games. We finish on Italia fifty. That means we, we would beat. That means we would beat Rafa's record. Not that anyone's. Don't, not don't that anyone's open checking. That kind of worms. Jesus. No, I know we've we've been there, but we've we've proved that one wrong. Um, now look, we we said we were going to get one point when we first predicted this, Andy, and we put our little poll on Twitter before. Um, we are actually in the bracket of four hundred and sixty-eight votes here, um, which is amazing for a little poll. Uh, Toon polls didn't even retweet this, so you know we 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 got we got the power here. But um, always tag Toon polls, by the way. Uh, it was how many points do you think Newcastle can get from the final five games? Zero to five points got thirty-eight point five percent. 5 to 10 points got 54.7% and that's us in there as well and 10 points plus 6.8% I love anyone who voted for that I tell you what I'd love I, to be in that 6.8% oh, just having a great time what have you had <laughs> what have you taken I've uh, <laughs> never that? seen a game sober them 6.8% people I kind of love it though I kind of love it fair play to anyone who voted yeah. in that category but we've gone for 7 points which is right in the middle there of the, the main thing so I think that there's more positivity amongst Newcastle fans that have voted on that one and I would I would argue that there certainly is a bit more positivity anyway I don't think there is at the minute because we're staring at Man City with the worst injury list we've ever seen but I, I think after this that. well after that yeah free for all innit um, and that, I think that is how it feels I would say it's a free hit against Man City and then let's see what we can get from those final few and God if, if we do anything against Man City then uh, I, I'm going to put another poll out and just make it 10 plus points do you think this is down to the fact that we had an amazing start um, well, it's helped, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if we'd come out and got... Yeah, it sounds a bit obvious, but if we'd come out and got smashed by Sheffield United, the, even though there's no one in the stadium, the toxicity levels would have gone through the roof, wouldn't they? Um, but we've been we've gone through peaks and troughs for the whole season. There was awful at the start when we lost to Norwich. It was awful at the midway point in the season when we just couldn't buy a goal. And then we've had points where we've had good runs, and this is just one of those peaks. And that seems to sum up Steve Bruce's managerial career. I think he does that quite a lot. But is there something that run of losses and then everyone wins? Is this something that we're going to expect all the time? Newcastle finishing on a high because the last three seasons mm-hmm. now we we've had a, a fantastic end to the Premier League and is. Is this just players gelling, do you think? Or or do you think that, that when the pressure comes off, Newcastle suddenly start to, to really have a bit of fun? It's got to be. I mean, that's probably an essay in itself, isn't it? <laughs> it must be something to do with pressure, because it is true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, you, look, you mentioned that 5-1 Tottenham game, where there was just the only thing anyone cared about then was getting Rafa to stay as manager. Yeah. And then we absolutely tonked them 5-1. And... Did we beat Chelsea 3-0? Chelsea 3-0, Iosi Perez, Dwight Gale yeah. in that one. It was a lovely it sunny day. A, the mental block must just come off and we just smash it. So yeah, so Liverpool's it, last game of the season, 6-0. <laughs> I think it must, it must have something to do though with the fact that the other teams haven't got as much to play for either. I think everyone's foot either comes off the gas or in Newcastle's case it goes on the, the gas I'm, I'm just so I think we can breathe such a sigh of relief from those first few games and, and 
to be honest, I think more Newcastle fans should be giving us credits rather than Steve Bruce for predicting them so badly, Andy, that <laughs> that we got just the polar opposite of what we expected. So, you know, we, we've... Expert analysis here on the Gallagher Trust We've YouTube got a couple of losses here. there in, in the predictions for this one. And, and that's going to be against Man City and Liverpool where we get our six points. Uh, we'll get the draw against Watford and then Tottenham will beat us and, and Brighton will beat us as well. So we'll be completely wrong and I'll be very happy with that. With the same amount of points. With the same amount of points. I've been very crafty there. Yeah, well, Andy, look, it's it's been great. Um, we will meet again, um, <laughs> probably to discuss how bad these predictions went. But um, that's it. That'll be the end of the season. So uh, cheers for joining me today, Andy. And, and get well get well soon. Can you get even more well? I'll be, I'll get even more well. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Getting well means so you have to so listen well. to a lot of the jam and stuff like that. So, <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for listening to these podcasts. We've really enjoyed them, haven't we, Andy? I think it's been a good yeah, little fun. Uh, and to everyone who's got involved in the, the polls and stuff like that, that we've put out their opinions that they've put out, uh, that's great. Keep subscribing to the YouTube channel. Keep listening to the podcast because things can only get better. But if the takeover falls through, it's not going to be a very nice place. So thank you and good night. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post-9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org Sports Social Podcast Network Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance and you can weather any storm You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto and life American Family Insurance Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.